0: And welcome to Beyond the Dashboard, your guide to understanding the world of key performance indicators. I'm your host, Steve Taylor, and each episode will be demystifying a new KPI, diving deep into its significance, debunking myths, and offering actionable steps for improvement. Whether you're leading a small or large MSP, or maybe just a brilliant technician looking to level up your business management skills, this is the place for you. So sit back, tune in, and get ready to go beyond the surface, beyond the complexity, and truly understand what lies beyond the dashboard. My guest today is Wim Kirchhoff, founder and CEO of Top Left, a Kanban solution for Autotask and ConnectWise PSA tickets and projects. Wim also operates Kirchhoff Technologies, an MSP in British Columbia, as well as Crafty Penguins, an MSP that specializes in Linux server and network consulting. Without further ado, take it away, Wim.
1: The flow efficiency is the ratio of time a task is actively being worked on to the total time that spends in the system. So in An MSP example is a ticket might be worked for an hour, but it's in our system for 200 hours, 300 hours. So you can just divide that and see how efficient uh, the system is. We're not counting number of tickets, you're looking at the, the individual ticket or perhaps the project and how much time has been entered on it and what's the total elapsed time from start to finish. So that Office 365 migration, perhaps the technicians entered 20 hours on it, and but it was over two months, which is uh, you got to calculate number of hours and days over two months, over 60 days and then you'll see oh, it's only like a half percent efficient. And our goal is to get to closer to 100%. As soon as it's approved, start it right away, get it done. We're looking purely at the work being done. So if you take this, apply this example to a car factory, to go to Tesla car going to the factory, is I'm sure they're looking for like 99.9% efficiency, that that car is never sitting still, there's always something being done on it. Actively being worked on, produced, until it's out the door and being shipped to the customer. And we so we don't look at the people on it. The people might be idle, but the, the, the work is be maximized and for velocity, getting through that flow.
0: Thank you, that helps because I was just about to give you a hard time about technician utilization and knowing that we should only be able to get, what, 80 or 90% utilization out of a technician before they're just making up figures. <laughs>
1: That's high. Eighty or ninety is high. Like we we never get or anybody on our team to that level.
0: What are you finding your teams at?
1: Probably like sixty-five. And that's taking into account vacations and sick time and everything, right? But of the time we pay them, they're probably sixty-five percent utilized. But we focus less on it. We just really focus on the flow of the work, keeping the work in progress down, keeping stuff getting stuff done, improving that velocity. And if they're working the priority of the tickets that's been defined by the team or by a manager, then the utilization is really out of their hands anyways got to be focused on doing that one thing at a time and on to the next. What it is, not their problem. And so I've seen is that we've been so focused in the past on the utilization, but our throughput is suffering, our work in progress is suffering, the quality is suffering, and we're losing clients. And so by taking this flow perspective on it, it's helped with the byproduct is better utilization and, and better revenue, better profit. But we got to focus on the flow and then the other things. Just trust that those those will come through. Got to take care of the clients and be quick not only at responding but also at resolving those issues with good quality and how it's done doesn't matter so we don't focus much on billable hours anymore we look at our total project hours because that's non-recurring revenue and that's the extra money like the recurring covers or costs and the project billable hours are important but on a day-to-day basis it's are the people getting the task completed because we can enter as many billable hours as we want but if we're not getting the work done clients not happy and we got to come in and patch up relationships or they don't give us more work or they leave so really really focus on the work being done effectively flowing going through really well.
0: With flow efficiency, how often should we be monitoring this as management?
1: This is pretty much daily. So we're looking at, on a Kanban board, we'd be looking at the in progress column and are these tickets actually being worked? Technician is saying it's in progress. Have there actually been time entries today? Otherwise we're fooling ourselves. We're calling it in progress, but it hasn't been touched today. So what are, what are they working on, on something else? So we don't want that work fitting, waiting anywhere. It's like the expression of waiting fruit. If you leave fruit on the counter, what happens? Feels bad pretty quick. Especially in warm weather, so we want to, and that metric should be sitting and growing hair on it. That's for sure. So you can do it with the Kanban boards and those metrics. I've seen some mock-ups. Like one of my favorite books, which I recommend, is called "Making Work Visible" by Dominica De Grande, and she has some really nice mock-ups of that in her book of visualizing these time thieves. So work waiting is like a time thief. It's stealing our time. High work in progress is a time thief. She's got a nice graphic showing a timeline of the the work is being touched for 10 minutes, waits a day. Touched for 10 minutes, waiting a day. So there's graphics that could be generated like that. I haven't seen too many tools for that against PSA data. I think people get to the concept if they see that diagram, like, oh, wow, if you look at our time entries. It's been touched in like half hour, quarter hour increments here and there. How can we do this in one sitting?
0: Can you give me a real life example of how the flow efficiency has kind of changed the way you think about your MSP and how you make strategic changes?
1: One thing that's come out of this is we used to have a lot of projects in process and you're kind of jump between all these projects and give them a little bit of love here and there but not getting them done not even pushing them forward like we're spending time and trying to get up to speed with where we were a week or two weeks ago now we really take a view of let's start this and finish this in like a week let's just push push hard on this project and then on to the next project or client and that's just made a lot efficient a lot more accurate and better on the team because you're, you're wasting so much time remembering what you did before or what somebody else had done um, so we try to focus on one project at a time one tick at a time and we're mo- a lot more efficient that way because when you're only working on one thing it's pretty easy when you're juggling a lot of things it's just mentally overwhelming to do that and that's, that's why things are waiting is because people are your whip is high so that if you look this particular ticket and it's waiting for like two days or a week because the people are not doing nothing they're not tooling the thumbs they're busy doing another 10 things in that yeah so by doing one at a time actually all get done completed quicker and that first one gets done quicker as well yeah. and there's some neat team building exercise that can be done around this as well with teams yeah. i can share those separately out oh. yeah, just showing the importance of the single piece flow getting stuff out one thing at a time
0: What kind of misconceptions or mistakes do MSPs make when considering flow efficiency? Besides the mistake that you've alluded to in other episodes, that this is all very much like lean manufacturing Kanban stuff that you are taking and turning into something for an MSP. Not that it can't be done, it's just not the way most MSPs operate, so... When an MSP is saying, okay, I want to start taking this manufacturing approach and using Kanban, what kind of mistakes might they make when getting started with flow efficiency?
1: Well, it's the old habits, old thinking dies hard and trying to combine that will sabotage the success of it. So I think like focusing on time utilization of each engineer will be a threat to improving the flow. Because our technicians could be at that 80% billable, but yet our flow is horrible. Flow efficiency is bad. So we've got to focus on the, the work rather than on the people.
0: And I think that would be the hardest for me because we were talking about technician utilization and you're saying that you don't even worry about utilization in your MSP.
1: It's there, but as a secondary or tertiary kind of thing, but primarily, is the work getting done? Are we performing? Is there output?
0: Yeah, and I guess I'll rephrase that. If tech utilization across the board's at 20%, then you know you've overstaffed, and if you need to make some cuts, you could, hypothetically.
1: Potentially, yep.
0: But it's not like you're sitting there and looking at tech utilization on a daily basis. That might be something you're looking at more monthly or quarterly because you're more focused on some of these other productivity metrics that align better with the way you do your business.
1: Definitely, we de-emphasize the billable utilization percentages and such. It's stressful, it's controversial, doesn't necessarily impact the results and performance because people could be busy, but are they productive? Do we we want to ban ban the expression of busy, like hashtag ban busy and focus on productivity. What are they producing?
0: And I gotta say, that's something I'm even guilty of is I make myself busy, but I'm making myself productive. So I can't wait to read the Phoenix Project because I think that's going to change my life.
1: Yeah, so there's one graph in the book. I can't remember the page number. It's in one of my uh, slides and presentations. But there's a graph showing if somebody's, let's say, 20% utilized, their response time is awesome. They're doing really well. Even like 30, 40, 50% is you can ask them to do more and they get it done. But when you get to 80 or 90, that response time is like through the roof. It's just this big curve that goes up to the top of the graph. And if somebody's 100%, nothing is getting done. So we don't want our people busier than like 70 or 80% of their working hours. So that might, if you look at, compared to what they're paid, that might only be 60, 50 to 60%. If the response time and the resolution time is really important, is people got to be there and available. So even when we hired a dispatcher a year, two years ago, is her definition of providing that I was like being busy all day because that's what brought her energy or just feeling good is be busy all the time we're like no we don't want you so busy that you can't respond to when a request comes in like when a customer calls you've got to be available we always want people to be available the work is flowing nothing hangs up and so we can't have any bottlenecks or any risk of a bottleneck because somebody's running at 90 percent. so we've got to carve that back or add more people so i'm a believer in having more than enough capacity so that work keeps going it's like the highway it's that extra land can make a huge difference on it so that it's not running jam-packed a lot of other analogies that can be used there
0: thanks for your valuable insights wim i really appreciate you being my guest and educating my followers we've all been there the phone rings your largest client is on the line totally panicked Their CEO spilled coffee all over her laptop and it's completely dead. Everything she needed for her investor presentation tomorrow was on that laptop. There's nothing more heart-stopping than losing business-critical data. Whether you get hit with ransomware, hardware failure, or human error, data loss can be a business-ending event. Backups are your final stand when a threat penetrates your layers of defense. That's where Comet Backup comes in. Comet is a secure, reliable backup solution designed specifically for MSPs. Protect computers, servers, virtual environments, emails, and databases. You choose where the data is stored. Backup to local on-prem storage or any of the leading cloud providers to slash your storage costs. Comet grows with your business with scalable per device pricing. Test drive Comet Backup with a 30-day free trial. Get $50 free credit when you sign up with the promo code ROCKETMSP. Start running backups in 15 minutes or less at CometBackup.com. Comet Backup, the backup solution that MSPs trust.